News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekuller, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you for the next 30 minutes. And in the studios with us, helping us open our eyes to the latest questions about real estate, we've got my buddy Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Brian O'Rear, owner of the Home Team Inspection Service. They hire vets and they're the number one. Home Team Inspection Service in the country, 357-0813 is their direct number. Good to see you, too, Brian. Good morning, Bob. All right. Let us uh, go to the phones. By the way, coming up in uh, just a little bit, 12 secret things that we realtors look for in homes that we own or buy or going to buy. 12 secret things. We'll tell you about that. Coming up in just a little bit. First to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Segoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. It's Mark. Uh, I yep. have a question for you. Um, I'm looking to be near my church, but the agent I'm working with is saying there's no way to search uh, houses around my church. What do I do? Well, I think what may be of the concern of your agent, and this is a concern every agent, um, not only here in Louisville, but around the country is concerned about, is steering. In other words, mm-hmm. saying to go here or go there, and they may be misinterpreting was just setting up a search in the zip code that might be around your church. Yeah, because it seems like you'd be able to search an area if, you know, find the address of the church and say within a 10-mile radius or whatever. Yep, yep. Uh, if that's redlining, then then there's big problems. Well, and, and I think maybe this agent, and there are a lot of new agents on the market, they may be so concerned about doing something wrong that they are missing, what's the old adage, the forest for the trees, yeah. that they, they think you can set up a search in a zip code um, neighborhood search that would um, that would be legal. Yeah. What what I think most agents are worried about is someone calling you, and um, someone saying, and, and we really do believe that there are people out testing all the time to see if you're doing the right thing as an agent. Well, that's how they they yeah. catch you, right? Yeah. Uh, but, so if you if you're constantly thinking about it, you should never run into that problem. But that some they're calling you and they're asking you for something, and you tell them, "No, I'm going to take you here," and things like that. There was just a report in another part of the country where that uh, surfaced, and and every time we hear about something, that we cringe. Yeah. So, and we're very careful. I think most agents in the Louisville area in Southern Indiana, we all respect the regulations that we have in front of us. We don't want to do anything wrong, but at the same time, we want to do the right thing for our clients as well. So, so Bob, I mean, just to yeah. clarify, if a, if a client comes and says, "I want to live in this area," yeah, that's perfectly okay. perfectly fine. Yeah, okay. perfectly fine. But uh, let me return it around for you. Let's say. Uh, I'm the buyer, and I call you, Brian. I say, listen, I want to live in an area where there's the best school system. Uh, do I go to Oldham? Do I go to Jefferson? Do I go to Bullitt? How do you address that question? Because in, in essence, yeah, it could be. Right. If they say, oh, well, you want to go to this neighborhood, that means you don't want to go to those neighborhoods. Yeah. And what's wrong with those neighborhoods? Yep. Now, the answer that I would give, and I don't think I'm wrong in doing this, is says, listen, I can't tell you, but you can do your research. There are a number of websites online that rate the schools, and you can check to see which ones are best. And then we'll take you wherever you tell me to go, and we'll go. Right. So there you go. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. This is Bianca. Hey. My home's been on the market for 90 days, and I haven't had any showings. Is it my home, or is it the agent? How can I get it sold? 
So this is not an unusual question, folks, uh, that I get a call on and I hear on a regular basis, uh, hey, my home's not selling, it could be the marketing, it could be the pictures. And, you know, it's a funny thing, we as, again, we talk about ethics here, which we have to, we get refresher courses on this all the time, but our goal and our, we're not allowed to attack another realtor. That's just it, period. I mean, we don't go negative. But there can be things that other agents do that some agents don't. And it could be it starts with pictures. Um, I'm constantly seeing a difference between pictures of what we know that sells and pictures that don't. It could be marketing on websites. Uh, it's the description. In fact, in a couple of shows down the road, we're going to help for sale by owners and anybody who's thinking and other agents as well help you to increase your visibility by working on the description of the words you use. Yes, the words you use can make a big difference. So those are a couple of things. But I would tell you, have a talk with your agent is the best thing you can do is go back and say, listen, it's not selling. We haven't had any showings or we've had this amount of showings. The national statistics that I look at on a regular basis is that if we've had no showings in a month, the home is at least 10% overpriced. If we've had five, let me back up here, in this time of the year, if we've had 10 to 12 showings and no offers, we're 5 to 7% overpriced. So those are kind of the key guidelines. Now, I know that there are some of our sellers who don't care if it sells now or in a year they want to get their price, in which case then we just say, okay, you tell us when you want us to adjust the price. But if there's a, a reason, a motivation that they want to sell sooner, then we talk, and we it might be just a matter of dropping the price. And it may not be a drastic price drop. It may be something as simple as $5,000. And again, it depends on the price of the home. It may be a couple of thousand in a lower price home. But in a $5,000 price range, it may move it just enough to get it in front of eyes of people who want to buy a home. And one more thing, pricing and how you price it is also important. For example... If you price your home at $299,000, I call that Kmart pricing. I call that old school thinking because you're not 300 and you may be told, well, it's not 300. So the buyer thinks it's less and they may make an offer. But let me tell you what you're doing. When you search in today's standards, buyers search in increments of 5, 10, 15, 20, 25,000, and $50,000. So let's say a buyer is searching from 275000 to 300000 and you're priced at 299000 You're in that search. You're being found. But you're at the top of that search, of that price search. If you just moved it from 299000 up to 300000 now you're still being seen by the two seventy-five dollars to $300,000 search, person searching, but you're also being seen by the three hundred to $325,000 searcher. And the best part about it is, that it may be you're the least expensive home, look the best in that price range. So simply by getting rid of this 299 pricing theory with Kmart pricing or Walmart pricing or Target pricing, depending on where you want to call and where you shop, you just go with even numbers. All of a sudden, you can increase the odds of the number of people seeing your home. And the best part about it is I can't say it's going to be a 50% increase, but all you really need is one set of eyeballs that you increased it by seeing that, by changing the price. One set that may buy it, and bam, it's sold. So got questions on that. I'm more than happy to help not only our sellers, sellers here in our area, but also other agents. Call me at 376-5483. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sikiller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hey, Bob. This is Tracy. Yeah, Trace. Um, I just got an inspection report back on a house that I'm 
buying. And two things that concerned me um, were there, there's a beautiful basement bathroom, but they caught on that there's no window or there isn't a vent a fan or vent uh, in that bathroom. Also, there is a floor joist that is notched excessively, and I'm curious as to whether I should ask for those or how do I find out what um, it would cost to repair something like that. Right, also, there is a shower in that bathroom, so we're obviously concerned about the moisture. Yeah, that is a big problem. So, Brian, so is a would a window in a, 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 a... Here, here's the yeah. uh, the requirement: the the bathroom has to have either an operable window or an exhaust fan that terminates to the exterior of the home. And contrary to what many people think, it's it is really to uh, exhaust the moisture. And so she she mentioned the the uh, shower. That's really important. Mm-hmm. So um, it's actually pretty easy to to have a handyman put something like that in a couple hundred dollars, maybe. So that that shouldn't be a a, a big deal to her. Definitely get it installed. Uh, that'll help increase the uh, or Im- improve the health of the home. Not a big deal. The, the notched floor joist. Mm-hmm. This is this is really really simple. Again, I'd have a professional do it. Like a, I mean, just talking a handyman. But there's something called sistering a joist. So let's just take a bigger piece of wood that's the same uh, width and uh, kind of scab it on to the existing floor joist. It's it's not a big deal at all. Very inexpensive. When you say scab, you're actually mean bolting on yep. so that it doesn't yep. move. It'll, Lag bolts. Yep. And by the way, if you have a home and you you don't have a vent in it and you have a window but you don't open it when you take a shower and you look at the ceiling and you see the paint starting to peel, you've got a moisture problem. And it's because the moisture is accumulating on the ceiling and not being sent out through a vent or out a window. So you might want to consider opening that window, of course, for coming into cold weather. That's a great point. So we, we bring that up in our inspection. You know, yeah. and, and when it's December you probably and, and cold and uh, just come out of the shower, you probably don't want to open that no. window anyway. So yeah. a fan's always a good idea. Though it's a good way to wake you up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, by the way, if you have missed one of our past shows on 840 WHS, no problem. Head to LouisvilleRealEstateRadio.com. That's all one word, LouisvilleRealEstateRadio.com. Or go to Apple's iTunes podcast tab and search for Louisville Real Estate Radio. You'll see all of our shows lined up date after date. That's LouisvilleRealEstateRadio.com or Apple's iTunes and search for Louisville Real Estate Radio. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sikoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. This is Christy. Yeah. Hey, I'm considering filing for divorce for my husband. Oh. Are there any documents that I need to have to retain the house or that could ensure that I keep the house after the divorce? So I am sorry to hear that, but being proactive, obviously, is important. Chuck, uh, thoughts on what papers, what she should have, maybe expenses that they've outlaid as... Uh, well, it, it depends on a lot of different things. I mean, obviously, Kentucky's a no-fault state, so, you know, it's just going to be whose house it is. And most married couples uh, will have put communal money into the property, so that's really not an issue. I mean, if you're coming in from other marriages, uh, you know, you're, you're remarrying and there's children involved and you're bringing assets or you have inheritance, yeah, clearly you want to take that kind of information to your attorney, uh, the divorce attorney, but uh, it, it'll be up to the judge to decide how to, I didn't even say that, the judge, not the judge, uh, the judge, the yes. judge to decide uh, how things get divided up. But certainly, uh, if there are things like I used my inheritance to pay for this property or I owned it before we were married, you want to bring that up to your uh, divorce attorney. I have a client who um, contacted me recently. We listed and sold their home. And while we're in the process of selling uh, and getting ready to close, I was approached and said, uh, well, how come you want my husband to 
talk or to sign off on everything that mm-hmm. um, I'm signing off on. And I explain we're in a Dow curtsy state, which mm-hmm. is an English right. term. And, but half of yours is his and half of his is yours. Well, sort of. I mean, that's yeah. that's a quick way to, to say it. Um, obviously, in a divorce situation, if you're going to be selling a house, uh, you want to be very clear with the other spouse that they will have to be involved. Even if, and usually, you know, if husband and wife own it together and it's in joint survivorship, everybody knows that. But if it's a house, say, I bought before I got married and now I'm trying to sell it and my name's the only one on the deed, my spouse is still going to have to be involved in that, period. Uh, Make note of that. Again, repeat that. If I own, let's say I own the house yep. before I get married. It's right. in my name only. We get married. If I'm going to sell that house, my spouse you know, is going to have to be on the contract. It's going to have to be on the deed. And if you're in the middle of a nasty divorce, that doesn't necessarily uh, uh, translate so easily. No, not so easily. Yeah, yeah. I know. And that happens. So, All right. All right. Hopefully that helps you, Christy. And if you need more, you can get a hold of Chuck Crosby at the Crosby Law Offices, who does more than just closings. He's... A great guy, advises, uh, does uh, wills and also evictions and a variety of other things. And his number is 499-6360. Also, Brian O'Rean is here from Home Team Inspection Service, 3570813. Uh, great guy, and they do a great job. We're going to take a break. And you can reach me, by the way, at 376-5483 to buy homes or to sell your homes. We'd love to help you. When we come back, 12 secret things that we as realtors look for in a home we are going to buy or own. Back in a moment with those secrets on News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello, everybody. Brian O'Rear with Home Team Inspections, the number one home team inspection business in the entire nation. And team makes all the difference. We bring a team of professionals to inspect each home. Multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough and efficient look at your property. Our teams consist of military veterans. They understand the value of professionalism, attention to detail, and going above and beyond to serve your needs. Visit us at hometeam-louisville.com to schedule your inspection today. Get the team. Get home team. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 6360. This has been a paid advertisement. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. When homes are selling fast, who can ensure you'll get the most money for yours? 
I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've managed agents who have sold homes for thousands of dollars over list price. The key is to hire the agent with a smart, aggressive marketing plan. In Louisville, no agent sells more homes than Bob Sokoler. His marketing attracts over 1,000 buyers month after month and allows him to put an immediate cash offer on your home and offer flexible fees. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank fame. So just so you know, uh, we have a really aggressive marketing program. If you'd like to know more about it, free of charge, we've got this booklet that will tell you. And we understand that some agents may want a copy of it as well. But listen, we want to help all agents in our area to do better. So send me an email, bob at com, and in the subject line put booklet and I'll know what you're talking about. On the same level, if you by chance um, have not heard about the absorption rate, the absorption rate basically looks at the number of homes being sold, the number of buyers, things like that, and then it comes up with a number. And anything above a six-month supply is a buyer's market. Five to six months is neutral, and a five-month supply or less is said to be a seller's market. We have a month, actually it's a weekly update. If you want to see what that looks like and what the absorption rate is, uh, just send me an email, bob at com, and the word absorb in the subject line, and I'll send that to you. It's really amazing. Anything below 350000 we're in a one- to two-month supply range. You go above four four fifty, and we're going up in number of months between six eleven and beyond a month's supply. So it's it's telling. But we desperately need homes because we're selling them as quickly as they uh, they come on the market. In the studios, Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360, and Brian O'Rear, owner of the Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. Okay, so what do we as realtors look for when we buy a home? Okay, here's some tips and tricks from around my fellow realtors around the country. A realtor in Chicago bought a one-bedroom condo in downtown Chicago high-rise, realized right away he needs a second bathroom, another bath, yep, the takeaway for house hunters, buy a place that you can grow with. Someone who's uh, single, say, can always use an extra bedroom as an office or media room until a partner is found and a family comes along. So we always look for expansion. Fixer-uppers prefer. Realtors will tell you that you buy low and sell high. If you want a great place to live, look for a lower-priced home in a higher-value subdivision and then work on it and improve it and you'll get return. Privacy, please. Owning a house ought to mean the freedom to do your own thing without worrying what the neighbors might see or think. So look for homes that are private backyards with mature trees or fences that will help in resale. Wide open spaces in homes. It's important. Open floor plans apparently sell, and we can tell you, a lot faster than a closed-off look. Let there be light. If you're buying a home, look for homes with a lot of light that comes in, great sunshine, during the day or towards the evening. Also, let there be love. Realtors are conscious of how a home has been cared for. If you walk in and there's woodwork that's been chewed up or beat up, uh, holes in doors, if those are the problems you're seeing, who knows what other problems might exist beyond those that are visible. Uh, Also, most glorious weather on the planet we love as realtors, and you do too as potential buyers, outdoor living spaces. So look for large areas that can be used with the deck, entertaining places that people can envision having friends and family over, sit out on the deck and enjoying a nice day, of course, weather not so good coming in the next number of months. Look for places that are easily 
walkable to restaurants or stores or at least a bike right away or a park that's in the area so you can go and relax. Look for things like a built-in bookcase with decorative metalwork, extra woodwork in older neighborhoods. Uh, For example, the Highlands exposed brick and wooden beams. Uh, Who could blame people who want to escape the hustle and bustle of of the end of the day? Some realtors look for a more laid-back neighborhood in the city to buy and relax. Natural, you want to find people who have kept the home clean, nice architecture, high ceilings. Uh, floor-to-ceiling windows, and finally, uh, space. You want to make sure that a master bedroom suite has is maybe opposite from the third and or second and third bedrooms, so there's privacy uh, as well. Those are some of the things, and maybe even room for a pool if you or the next buyer wants to find build a pool in the house. Some of the things that we look for when we're buying a home. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sikolder, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS. Hello. Hey, Bob, this is Jill. I'm selling my house, and the inspector came out and said my roof needs to be replaced. So I called my insurance company. They sent out an inspector and said that the roof is fine. What do I do? Who's right? Okay, so this is both an inspection problem and a legal problem. We'll get to the legal in a second. So inspection, who is right on this thing? Jill's kind of confused. Well, she's she's caught in uh, sort of a tough spot. Uh, Her insurance, if the insurance is going to replace it, uh, that's what she's got to go with if she wants the insurance to replace it. Um, and the inspector she talked about, I'm assuming she's talking about the home inspector. Um, a home inspector rarely, and I mean rarely, uh-huh. at least in my um, experience, will say the roof is shot. Usually roofs, not usually, roofs always deteriorate in, in shades. You know, it's kind of shades of gray. How bad is it getting? And typically they'll start to leak around uh, penetration points, valleys, that kind of thing. Um by the time the roof starts, you know, falling off and you're missing all sorts of shingles, it's pretty obvious, I think, to everybody that it absolutely is done. Let me role play here. What if the insurance company comes out and says, you don't need a new roof, but the roofer who they brought out yeah. or the buyer's roofer says, no, you need a new roof? Yeah, they're going to have to work it out with the insurance because ultimately, the, if the insurance is just saying, no, we're not going to pay for it because we don't want to pay for it, yeah. uh, that's yeah. that's one situation. Yeah. It's bad faith. Right. Yeah, you so, can't. She, she could right. get more opinions, I suppose, and try to f- kind of force the, force the hand of the insurance yeah. company if yeah. the insurance company is right. So that's where we turn to you, Chuck. So yeah. legally, what what well, can Jill do? If the insurance company is operating in bad faith and uh, you know clearly the roof needs to be replaced and they just don't want to pay for it, well, that can uh, get them up to treble damages. I mean, it's it's not something that you would normally see. Of course, you know if, if that's the case, you get several different opinions, well, then get an attorney, write them a letter, say, hey, guys, you're not acting in bad faith or you're not right. acting in, in good, good faith, faith. Yeah. yeah, and then go from there. But again, yeah, it's I can't remember any time when a, when a home inspector said the roof absolutely had to be replaced. Well, they, heard, yeah, yeah but they may say it is at the end of its yeah. life. We've seen that all the time, yeah. and that's a regular. But Yeah, but that's different than it has to be replaced. No, I get that. Yeah. But my concern for anybody who's listening mm-hmm. is when, because this has happened, insurance companies have taken a beating, yeah. especially with the yeah, hurricanes, you know, in the they past have. couple of months. So now they're more apt to say, no, 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 it doesn't really need it. Right. So well, you, you push you, back. Push back with an, a, an attorney yeah. who yeah. writes a letter who says, "Listen, this is not you're not uh, you're, in yeah, good you're faith. not acting in good faith." That's, that's a, a that's, that's a good big thing for in, for insurance companies. That's a really good point. I, I, we haven't talked about that on this show, and I think that's really good. And by the way, so Chuck, great guy, and he's more than willing to help you and talk to you. Four nine nine six three six zero is his direct number. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sikolder, 
Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hey, Bob, this is Chance. Yes. I've got a rental property that I want to sell. I've got a renter in there who hasn't paid me in a month, and I have to get him out of there. What can I do? Uh, we talk about this on our, that you do this stuff, yeah, so that it's it right happens, up your alley. It happens regularly. If he hasn't paid for a month and a half, well, why haven't you sent him the seven-day letter? Well, he may not know that. I mean, yeah, if you're yeah. a new... Uh, owner, a uh, first I time, and, uh, and I rent- say that yeah. facetiously. Yeah, okay. It's, most people, most people don't treat their rental property like a business, and that's when you get hit. Mm. Is if you don't treat it like a business, you look at it like, oh well, they're trying, and I don't want to put this family out. You've got to be able to put that aside if you're going to be a, a landlord and treat it like a business. If yeah. they don't pay, payments due on thus and such a date, send out the seven day letter immediately. Now, if it's in Jefferson County, it has to have a seven day letter saying you haven't paid your rent for this particular period of time uh, in this particular amount. I need that payment in full by the end of this by within seven days, or uh, we'll cancel the lease and begin an eviction. Uh, you want to avoid putting anything else in there. You don't want to argue. You don't yeah. want to, you know, cajole. Uh, you put that out there. Then on the eighth day, you file for the eviction. And uh, what happens from then? So okay, what yeah. happens from then yep. is uh, you call down, uh, get a, a date. Date will probably be two to three weeks, usually more like three weeks, sometimes can be four. Uh, then uh, when the time comes up, you go in front of the judge. The judge will typically just look at it and say, okay, says you haven't paid your rent. Have you paid your rent? Uh, and then most people will, if they show up, will say, no, I haven't paid my rent. If they say they have paid the rent, then a hearing is set, and then you go from there. But if they haven't paid the rent, the judge will immediately give the judgment, and then there's a seven-day appeals period. Uh, at the end of that seven days, if they haven't appealed, you have to get a writ of possession, uh, which will take three days to get to the sheriff. Once it's gotten to the sheriff, then the, you call up the sheriff and schedule a time for the set-out, usually about a week or so later. Uh, so you're looking at if you jump on it and everything goes in your in your favor, you've got about 45 days. Oh, I have. I tell you, I have my one of these one of my sellers. I feel so bad for him. My seller lives in another state. He had a buddy who was renting the home from him. In fact, mm-hmm. you talked to this guy, okay. and uh, we got a contract on the house. We're scheduled to close, and we, oh, he yeah. knows he was supposed to. He was the seller. My client knows he was supposed to contact the renter and tell him he's got to go, um, but he didn't. And he thought he thought he was a buddy. And now the renter, the former buddy, is pushing back, and we've had to postpone and postpone the closing. And now we're waiting. Maybe we'll get it done by the end of the month. If not, the the that's, buyer's walking away. And and I know that's the case. And there's a lot of damages that can come up if you list a property with a tenant. And the, the prospective buyer doesn't know about it or isn't on board with having a tenant. Um, if they're if the buyer is expecting it to be a, a residential property, you could you could run afoul of the contract pretty well. So this is a concern. If you are a homeowner and you're thinking about renting your home out or being a, becoming a landlord, listen to what's happening here and listen. These are just some of the problems people have said to me in the past. Well, Bob, why don't you? buy rental property and then become a landlord. And I I look at these problems and I hit my head going, oh my goodness, do I really want to take on something like this and lose even more hair? I mean, that it just comes down to it. But it's nice to have Chuck here who's on speed dial for any of our listeners uh, to help if you've got a problem, uh, he's the guy to go to. We're just about out of time, but let me just tell you one more thing that I think is important. We think uh, that it's important to give back to our community and those in need around the world. And that's why 
Our Secular Medley team donates a portion of every closing to the Children's Miracle Network Telethon and Cosair Children's Hospital, along with another group, an international group called Sell a Home, Save a Child. And they help kids all over the world who need housing and food. If you want more information, we do this on a regular basis. You need to know it's not all about money for realtors. It's also about giving back to our community and helping others around the world. You can always contact me at 376-5483. We would love to tell you and share more about what we do and why we think it's important for all of us in our community to help give back to our community. We've got a great city. We really do. And this is one of the best places in the country. I lived all over the country when I moved here to do Louisville Tonight Live, but 20-some-odd years ago in 94, I said, this is just where we need to settle down. This is the greatest place in the area. My thanks to Brian O'Rear, Home Team Inspection Service. They do a lot of inspections. It's all done by veterans, and you can reach them as well at 357-0813. Thanks for being here, Brian. Thank you, Bob. Good Always to see appreciate you. it. And my buddy Chuck Crosby, who is always there to help you regardless, and you can choose the closing attorney that you want. No matter what mortgage company, what bank you're using, just say, listen, I can choose it. Let me use Chuck Crosby. This is the guy I want because you've heard him on the air. He's a very fair, he, he just is a nice guy, and he looks out for you. And you can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Thanks for being here, Chuck. We'll see you next time. You got it, brother. You can reach me anytime at 376-5483. Have a great Sunday, everybody. We hope to see you here next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHA.